Welcome to Indie Game Business, where you'll learn to navigate the industry with ease. This show is produced by the Powell Group, the leading business consulting firm in the gaming industry. Visit us online at IndieGame.Business to learn about our online digital events. We have some amazing sessions with people in the gaming industry, and you can participate for free and purchase inexpensive passes to our industry-leading business-to-business system. Now, here we go, Indie Game Business. What's up, everybody? We this is our last last uh, talk of the day. Uh, once again, I would like to thank Tripwire Presents for being such an amazing sponsor and sponsoring us through this. So, our last speaker is Lula Mile Mohapi. He is the CEO and founder of Fish Knife Game Lab, Game Lab, and he is going to be talking about African games and market relevance. So, let's bring him up right here. Welcome, Lula Mile. Hi, hi, Dan. How are you? I'm doing amazing. I'm gonna pull your your uh, presentation up here, and then it's all yours. Take it away. All right. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Lulamile Muhapi. I'm a founder of a company called uh, Fish Knife Game Lab, um, which is based in Johannesburg, South Africa. Um, you can find me either on LinkedIn um, as Lulamile Muhapi, or you can also find me um, on Twitter as at Lulu Muhapi. So the topic um, that we're going to be discussing today is called African Games and Market Relevance. Um, here is the breakdown of the contents um, of my talk today. Um, we'll be talking firstly about um, the bars, about the Af about Africa. What is um, the bars about Africa? Um, we'll be going through um, a couple of pointers, which will be around um, the landscapes, um, rural, exotic, fantastic, um, the usual stereotypes that we see um, that uh, in the mainstream media um, surrounding Africa. And then we'll talk about um, people in successful games from Africa. And then from there, we'll be talking about cultures and languages uh, from Africa. And then also um, about cultures and languages, we'll be exploring um, how we can use um, our cultures um, as, as, as ways within which we can be talking or developing new uh, game styles, new game genres, and so on and so forth. Telling new stories and presenting Africa in a very positive and inspiring light so that we can create new, fresh, and exciting IP that's from Africa. Then um, we'll also be talking a bit about game mechanics, um, representation of Africans in games. Then um, I want us to ask ourselves some key questions that we want to discuss if we want to talk about um, the future of games in Africa and the diaspora. And then um, obviously we'll be talking about investment opportunities that are in place uh, or investment opportunities that um, we can find um, through investing in games um, that represent cultural heritage from Africa. And then um, the second point of my presentation will be around um, game studios and the developer culture in Africa. Um, around that, we'll have um, a few couple, um, a couple of pointers around um, the Europe and or the Euro-Western cultural ideology, Black African game development cultures, 
um, as well as double, conscious, double consciousness and cultural identities, um, market relevance, as well as investment opportunities in there. Then the third part of my presentation will be around game investment in Africa and the diaspora. Um, then the last part will be around diversity and game investment in Africa and the diaspora. So what is the buzz about Africa? A lot of people around the world, when they hear about Africa, they hear about um, huge landscapes, um, huge rural landscapes, about animals, um, the big five, elephants, zebras, um, all sorts of animals running around. Um, there's exotification of Africa. Um, it's an exotic place, beautiful, beautiful sunsets, beautiful weather, and so on and so forth. Uh, it's fantastic. I think it makes for a great um, level design for video games if you're a level designer. Um, but there is some element of um, a European gaze um, as, as we see it from the mainstream media. Um, so those are some of the images that we see um, when we discuss um, Africa uh, from a global perspective. But what you can see um, on, on the two um, photographs on the side, on the right side of the slide is that one is um, another one of, one of the successful games from Africa. Um, this one is, 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 it's a fighter game that is set in, in West Africa. And then um, on the far right, we have um, the award winning. This game has just won um, three awards. Um, one of um, the awards being the best game for the year um, um, amongst any, uh, amongst other um, awards that the game has awarded. It's called the president. It's, um, it's published by a publisher called, uh, what's the name of the publisher? Um, Carry First, um, it, which is one of, one of the uh, biggest startups that uh, um, are in Africa at the moment. <clears throat> so we also talk about um, people in successful games. So th those are some of the examples um, of successful games that are from Africa. And one other thing that I wanted us to talk about is about cultures and languages in Africa. Um, normally, when we speak about culture, there's always um, an, an overarching um, narrative um, around domination of African cultures. Um, but right now, um, as we can see, there's um, an element of, of Africa being represented or, or, or presented in a manner that is very much positive, unlike the images that we normally see in Africa. Um, surrounding game mechanics, when we look at African cultures and cultural identity, we notice that there's a huge potential um, around games that come from Africa, meaning that um, when we look at um, these cultures from a very positive perspective, we can discover that um, there's a lot that, that we, we can discover. I think there's so much um, scholarship around games. There's been so much research that has been done around um, the diversity of games around the world, um, especially when we talk about indigenous cultures, um, the cultures um, that were um, part of um, um, a, a colonized, um, colonized state and so on and so forth. But um, if we want to change the way in which we, we, we look at game development or the future of game development. Um, I suggest that we need to look uh, into um, African cultural heritage, um, not only in Africa, but in the diaspora so that we can find new ways of creating new IP um, and new um, games that represent Africa in a positive light. Again, talking about our representation of Africans in games, in many games we've seen, we've seen Africans um, being represented um, in a negative way, other as, as black people getting short. Um, either we see Africa um, as a place of disease um, and, and all sorts of negative imagery surrounding Africa. But those are the images that we seek to change so that we can create 
um, a very dynamic and, 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 and vibrant um, culture, especially around the games that come from the African continent. So what are the investment opportunities that come from there? The investment opportunities from the way I see it is that we have to look at um, how we present the African um, aesthetic in game design, um, in game narratives, um, in different game genres. And we have to invest a lot more in research and involve a lot of people uh, that comes from indigenous cultures that are from Africa. I think I've mentioned um, representation of Africans in games. These are some of the examples that um, are out there um, of successful games that have been produced by uh, big publishers. Um, so we normally see games um, that depict Africa as, as, as a place of war and, and, and diseases. Um, but now, um, what these, these are the kind of images that we want to change. For instance, uh, we don't want to see images of of of, of child or, or of, of child slavery or, or, or children in war um, and matters of that effect. So, what are the key questions we need to ask um, surrounding um, investment in Africa, um, especially in relation to games? We need to ask ourselves these key questions. Do African games or games from African diasporic minorities demonstrate feasible investment opportunity? So um, these are the questions I would like us to, to share a, a, and discuss um, as part of, 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 of this presentation. Um, one other question is that, what are the cultural sensibilities do investors and publishers take into account when investing in games from Africa? So what is it that investors want in Africa? Do they want um, a European or Eurocentric aesthetic or do they want something specific that they haven't seen before? But um, how do we change um, the narratives about Africa so that we can create um, a, a very positive and encouraging and in and an and image that, that can be um, sellable um, to new players so that we can create new IP and create more revenues, um, especially as game studios um, and, and publishers in, in, the, in the value chains of the game um, industry. And what about the underrepresented minorities globally? What do investors um, look for in terms of cultural sensibilities? What, what, what is it that they want? And, 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 and how can we balance um, the needs of the investors in terms of the cultural representation of Africans in games um, so that we can be, um, we can meet each other halfway in one way or another. And then uh, finally, what, what are the areas Well, it looks like he lost signal here, so we'll just wait for a minute and see if he comes back. We'll give him a couple minutes and see if he comes back. I wonder if I still have power over his slides. I do have power over his slides. Huh, that's interesting. So we have an amazing, uh, oh, he's gone. All right, we'll just hang out for a minute and see what happens. We do have an amazing uh, lineup tomorrow. Let me start talking through that here. Let's see, 12, 6, 12, 6, 12, 7. Here we go. I'll start reading this. Uh, automate your way to player happiness with Karis Reed. 100 Days, a winemaking simulation game and its self-publishing strategy with uh, Lisa Farinetti. That'll be awesome. Making sense in a post-pandemic world, navigating fundraising. So we'll be talking about raising funds for your game. Marketing best practices to boost your game's launch. That's awesome. That will be, that's an Exola. Uh, 
uh, that's a wow, my Alexa just went off. That's an Exola panel. Then starting a studio with no experience with Alina Manson, the value of community building with Sam Gee. <coughs> Excuse me, that's going to be an amazing one. The art and perspective of voiceover. How to incorporate voiceover to enhance your game. Then the last one of the day, the dance of production, finding the production rhythm for your game and team. Oh, it looks like he is back. Let's pull him up. Welcome back. Oh, thanks, Dan. Sorry, I had a technical glitch. That's okay. Uh, you <laughs> want to pull up your presentation again, and then we'll get you back on track? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Let me pull the presentation. All right. It was weird because you disappeared, but I still had uh, power over your presentation. <laughs> All right. So I think you were on page six. That's where you were. That's where what happened when we left off. Yes, 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 yes. All yes, right. Yes. I am out of here. Go ahead. Proceed, my friend. All right. Thanks a lot, um, Dan. So um, we said um, lastly the. What are the areas that require improvement so as to balance investment risk um, versus opportunity in the industry? So um, I think we, we can we, we can um, chat about that together. Remember that um, I would love us to have dialogue instead of me um, providing answers to you. I would rather that um, I would prefer that we have um, a dialogue and, and to ask ourselves um, the areas that require improvement. Obviously, there, there are areas that I see from my perspective um, around various um, um, <clears throat> segments um, of, of the games industry, but um, I would love you guys to ask me some of these questions or we have a conversation around um, those matters. So we need to move beyond the stereotypes. I think that is the most important part um, around my presentation that um, in most games, as I've mentioned before, there's um, there's so much um, negativity around the presentation or representation of Africans in games, but those are some of the things that we need to change. I think also that filters into um, investment opportunities that um, are taking place. And that also takes um, us into, into looking into, into, into the culture um, of game design and game development, looking into the um, evolving scholarship. Um, remember that um, game scholarship in and of itself, uh, it's, it, it has evolved in the past 20 years. So how do we ensure that um, the changing trends within the sector um, affect us positively in the way we, we, we imagine or reimagine um, the future of the games industry in Africa, in diaspora and the world um, in general, so that we can have an inclusive and diverse industry. <clears throat> so representational diversity is key in the game sector. I argue that it is, this has been observed in other mediums, such as um, television, film, theater, um, literature, um, animation, and so on and so forth. And I also argue that we are now heading towards a golden era of African games, um, which will comprise more of games that are made by Africans, uh, be they in Africa or in the diaspora. And also we must remember that when we're talking about um, the African diaspora, um, we're talking about um, the vastness or, or, or the multitudes of Africans around the world, um, whether they're in America, whether they're in the UK, um, whether they're in Australia, um, China, everywhere else in the world. But um, the African experience, the African cultural heritage, the African aesthetic, the African ways of doing things, um, African spirituality, African mythology, Africanness um, in games will be, um, as I foresee it, one of the um, talking points around um, the pending golden age of African games as I see it. Then here in this slide, I want to take you guys into um, one of 
the most prominent scholars around diversity in video games. Um, and the name is um, Anthropy. And I just want to take you through to um, some of the quotes um, that are my favorite um, from her. Um, here's the first one. The number of stories from marginalized cultures, from people who are othered by the mainstream that um, a form contains, tell us something about that form's ma maturity. So basically, um, what that means is that um, games now are being seen as, as, as a maturing technology, as a maturing art form, um, as a maturing medium. So um, within that thinking, um, within our mindset, we, we have to ensure that um, um, people from, from marginalized cultures uh, are put into, into um, a mainstreamed um, perspective as well as um, a perspective that also um, humanizes them and, and, and sees them in a manner that, that, that ensures that, um, in, especially in a medium such as video games, we see um, the marginalized people um, as forming um, part of, of, of the main IPs um, that should be selling um, in, in years to come and so forth. And then another quote goes as, um, something like this. If a form has attracted so many authors, so many voices that several of them come from experiences outside the social norm and bring those experiences and voices to bear when working in that form, can't that form say to have reached cultural maturity? The next quote says, the limitations of games aren't just thematic. Most games are copies of existing successful games. They play like other games, resemble their contemporaries in shape and structure, have the same patterns that interact with the world the same way and have the same shortcomings. Um, so again, when we look at um, the themes of the games um, that are being seen now, um, we are seeing um, indie games taking over um, spaces um, in the game development culture that have had no space before. And remember that um, games um, in the past years or in the past decades have always been um, a preserve just for nerds um, and, 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 and social outcasts to, to, to a certain extent. But all of that is changing because of um, studies in diversity in games and all of those, those, those um, studies and scholarship that comes from 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 diverse um, backgrounds, people from from LGBTQ, LGBTQIA plus um, communities, from Black communities, from um, Latino communities, um, um, Asians, and so on and so forth. They are creating more opportunities and affordances in the games um, community. And all of those, I argue that they will have um, a very positive and encouraging effect um, on the bottom line of the games sector in years to come. Here's another quote um, from, from, um, um, from an entropy. If there's a vast pool of experiences that contemporary video games are failing to tap, then there's just a large pool of aesthetic and design possibilities that are being ignored to tell different stories. We need different ways of interacting with games. So again, this confirms what I've been saying that um, there's um, a large pool of, 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 of game design aesthetics, um, game design methodologies that I haven't ex been explored yet. Um, I'll make an example. Um, coming from South Africa, I've developed um, um, a prototype for a game on Winnie Mandela around 2018, 2019. And um, with that particular exercise, I was trying to demonstrate how do we use the medium of video games um, to tell um, a historic narrative. So um, into what into what you can um, call um, a docu game, um, as other game scholars call. And I've also um, developed um, a prototype um, for another IP, which is centered around um, um, the life of crime and redemption in Soweto um, in South Africa, which is one of the most famous townships. 
um, in, in South Africa. And those are some of the aesthetics that haven't been explored yet in the video games medium. And um, some of the game mechanics um, that have been explored in those, in those um, um, respective IPs, they reflect um, a cultural sensibilities, which um, I argue that um, investors and publishers need to look into, you know, um, specific relevance, um, the specificity of, 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 of a place, um, how um, games from a specific place can tell us um, a different story um, and give us as players um, different experience that we would not um, get in the other games that are out there in the mainstream um, gaming culture. So such thinking, I argue, that must apply to games, investors, funders, publishers, diversity practitioners um, across the value chains of game development. Um, then going to investment opportunities, there is a growing availability and popularity of multifunctional gaming consoles, which are emerging in the market in helping and growing the market of video games um, in the African region. And the African region itself is one of the regions in the world where um, it's, it has around 50% um, um, or close to 50% youth population, meaning that um, there are many young people um, occupying um, the African continent um, who are under the age of 40. And those um, are the people that we need to be investing in when we're thinking um, about careers um, of the 21st century, uh, where games also um, are a huge part of. And African studios are making inroads in the global games market somewhere between um, indie and the mainstream games market. I've made an example um, of, of, of a games um, such as um, one from 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 Kerryfest. Um, there are a lot of other examples. If one can look on the um, um, on the internet um, of games that are coming from Africa, and those um, games that are making inroads um, are games that uh, are sort of giving you an alternative experience to what one would expect um, from games that are normally out there um, in the mainstream. The video games market in South Africa has witnessed um, strong growth in the past few years. Um, it is also expected that there will be more than 11 million gamers in South Africa. So these are the uh, are some facts that are coming from um, one of um, um, the industry bodies, which is called Games Industry Africa. So some of these statistics, they provide an insight into um, the, the, the pending um, golden age um, of African games and how African games are taking um, the world by storm. And we should be excited about that. And uh, there's more to that because, um, for instance, countries like Kenya, Nigeria, Uganda, and other top game developers in the African region um, are bringing millions of dollars um, through um, a multitude of, of, of gaming platforms, be it in the Xbox. Um, there's also um, a surge um, of, of esports um, games and, and esports companies around the continent, um, if, if, if we watch closely. And all of those um, developments, they, they, they show to us that um, the future of games uh, and gaming and game development in Africa is very much bright um, for the years ahead. Let's talk now a bit about game studios and the developer culture. Um, I did um, initially speak about um, the European and Western cultural ideology um, in when we speak about um, the game development culture, um, the startup cultures, um, and the investment cultures in Africa. But um, we need to delve deeper, I argue, that um, when we look at um, Western and European cultural ideology, those they do not represent um, the African um, um, aspirations to, to a certain extent. And those are some of the changes that we need to um, to 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 ensure that we effect um, so that um, the future of games in this continent becomes um, an inclusive one so that um, everyone around the world can enjoy games from Africa. And then about black game, um, black African, um, black African game developers and, and, and black game development cultures. Um, 
on this point, I can say that there's little that um, black game developers um, have, have, have um, received in terms of sponsorship and funding, but that trend is changing um, because now we, we've seen, um, for instance, um, various governments around the world um, coming to invest in Africa so that um, there can be a brighter future for, 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 for African startups um, that are black owned. And also we do have um, a skills deficit, a deficit in the continent. So meaning that um, we, we have to invest more um, in game design skills. We need to invest more um, in game scholarship. We need to invest more um, in startups and accelerators to ensure that um, 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 the skills pipeline to, 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 to ensure that um, the, the industry grows um, are bigger. We, we, we have to ensure that um, black Africans and, 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 and black game developers are supported in every way imaginable. Um, I won't go that much into double consciousness because it speaks into um, the issue of cultural identities. But what I can um, help you understand um, at this juncture is that um, double consciousness is a way um, in which Africans see themselves um, within their own eyes and the way within which they are seen um, by the outside or the European gaze. Um, so in one way or another, African games or games that are um, developed by um, black game developers, they have um, a, a way within which we see this double consciousness. We see um, a way within which one struggles to, to represent themselves authentically. And those um, are some of the challenges that we experience as black developers in the sector. And uh, I do foresee that there will be um, a significant change with how we see ourselves, um, especially with more investment coming um, into games that are developed by black developers, obviously. Um, not all of them will be big hits um, in the global market, but um, the more games we develop, I believe that the more um, we'll have a diversity um, of content um, so that we develop more um, studies and we, we, we study more um, about African cultures. Um, and then through through studying more um, about African cultures, we find ways um, of developing new IPs. And then within um, the development of new IPs, the industry grows and there will be more uh, profit either for investment, uh, investors and so on, but there will be more return on investment um, for publishers and other players um, in the value chain. looking for a publisher for your game well we have something special just for you it's the most comprehensive listing of pc console and mobile publishers in the industry over 700 companies sorted by platform with links to their websites you can get the list at www.powellgroupconsulting.com slash publisher dash list and you can get it for free check it out In terms of market uh, relevance, we do ask ourselves every time whether is there um, market relevance or investor uh, readiness, but um, there are a lot of factors um, that, that, that um, come into market relevance. For instance, when we look at, um, as I've mentioned about um, double consciousness, um, how do we see ourselves as Africans in relation to um, the dominating market or, 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 
or, or, or, or the hegemony that's taking place, the cultural, the cultural hegemony. Um, how do we um, ensure that um, our games or games developed by Africans find the space in the market? How do we ensure that our relationships um, become um, easier um, between ourselves and the publishers? And those are some of the changes that are gradually taking shape um, in the African continent as well as the diaspora. Um, still on the um, the game studios and the development culture, um, I want to ask these questions. For instance, um, who is this emergent um, game developer? The emergent game developer is someone from Africa, is someone black, whether it's a black woman from a marginalized community, um, and from where does she speak? So um, from here, I quote from Stuart Hall, where he speaks about um, practices of representation. And he says, practices of representation always implicate positions from which we um, speak or write and um, develop games. Um, so meaning that he speaks, we speak from the position of enunci um, enunciation. And again, this speaks about um, um, positionality when we talk about games. We have to speak from a, um, a position um, of um, being people who were previously um, dispossessed or, 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 or from um, outside um, the technological centers or the, uh, being in the uh, periphery of, 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 of technological development and game development. But all of, of, all of this is changing because um, there has been um, a lot of changes in the African continent um, um, throughout the years. And then um, if you can see um, in, in the pictures that I've put in here, um, in the middle picture, we see um, a picture of, of children of, of, of different races. And that is the picture um, in South Africa um, at present, because um, South Africa is a place with a wealth of cultural diversity. Um, we have about um, 11 official languages. Um, we have people from different cultures and backgrounds, um, religious, um, and so on and so forth. And all of those, I argue that um, they can give us um, enormous um, amount of new IPs or new strategies to develop um, new games that um, can, can be put into the market, um, therefore creating um, new revenue streams and, and a new um, um, investment opportunities. Then um, still on the game studios and developer culture, um, I'm still quote, I'm quoting here um, um, an anthropy. Um, no, 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 no. I'm quoting, sorry. I am quoting Stuart Hall once more, um, where he speaks about cultural identity. This is from um, an essay which he wrote, um, which is called um, Cultural Identity and the Diaspora. Um, he says here in the first quote, um, there are at least two different ways of thinking about cultural identity. The first position defines cultural identity in terms of one shared culture, a sort of collective one true self hiding inside the many other more superficial or artificially imposed selves, which people with the shared history and ancestry hold in common. Uh, I need to check my time here whether I'm still right on time. Then um, the second quote goes like this, in a quote, within the terms of this definition, our cultural identities reflect the common historical experiences and shared cultural codes which provide us as one people with stable, unchanging and continuous frames of reference and meaning beneath the shifting divisions and vicissitudes of our actual history. This oneness underlying all other more superficial differences is the truth the essence of Caribbeanness of the black experience. It is the identity which um, a Caribbean or black diaspora must discover, excavate, bring to light and express through, um, as I paraphrase, um, ludic or gamified representation. So um, then he finally says, we should not for a moment underestimate or neglect the importance of the act of imaginative rediscovery, which this conception of a rediscovered essential identity entails. Hidden histories have played a critical role in the emergence of the most important social movements of our time, um, be they feminist, anti-colonial, and anti-racist. And all of these um, 
um, hidden histories um, are some of the things that we are trying to um, excavate and bring to light um, because um, as we speak about diversity in the game development practice, we need to, to, to bring um, to the fore all, all of that which has been hidden or, or, or misrepresented or distorted um, by the mainstream media or, 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 or uh, racist structures and so on and so forth. But um, those show us that um, if we come together um, and, and bring about um, um, a very inclusive and diverse um, community of game developers, game designers, and so on and so forth, we can be um, um, an industry that can be um, growth orientated. Now we're going to talk about games investment in Africa. Um, what I've in what I've experienced in the past number of years was that um, in South Africa, most of the people who speaks about games are white people. Um, it's white studios, um, and in Africa, um, in general, there are other people who speak about games. Um, Obviously, when we speak about um, Africans in, in, in African diaspora, we find that um, the game industry has been white, um, but we're trying to change um, 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 that narrative um, so that um, there's um, a bigger um, slice or share of, of, of representation um, on the investment side about um, about games and game studios and so on. And um, whether we speak about um, indie or mainstream um, or blockbuster video games, um, some of these things remain to be seen because there are small um, features or small um, victories that we have seen over the years as one um, has, 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 has spoken about um, in this presentation. Um, I also speak about um, startups um, accelerators. Um, we want to see exits um, and growth um, on, of, of the entire African game sector. Um, but all of this, they need, um, all of this, it, it requires um, serious investment and uh, um, a serious um, um, look into diversity and cultural representation and so on um, within the sector. So um, there are key developments um, in the investment um, in Africa um, and the diaspora. And one of the major drivers of growth of mobile gaming um, is the potential to spawn a massive real money gaming industry around the continent. There are mobile tech spreads around the continent and large swaths of Africa also paving the way for legal betting and gaming. But um, acceleration in network rollouts um, by mobile operators in uh, sub-Saharan sub Africa has been a vital driver for the reduction in the coverage gap. So there's also investment in infrastructure development, um, 5G technologies, um, a lot of investment in, 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 uh, in technological infrastructure that we need to look um, into in terms of... of, in terms of uh, um, strategies that we look into for, for the sustainability of the sector. Um, so um, in this slide, I present to you um, some of um, the information that comes from Games Industry um, Africa, which highlights um, um, the number of players in, in the continent with Nigeria uh, being the highest, followed by Kenya and then um, South Africa. But um, South Africa has the highest number of games. Um, it, it's not just about population, but um, South Africa has about um, 24 million games um, from the last time I checked, um, 24 million gamers. Um, I, I think that number includes um, casual gamers um, and other types of gamers as, as, as um, the gaming um, demographics um, 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 grow or develop over the years. Then um, the, this is a slide around um, revenues. So South African um, or North Africa is, is, is the largest um, um, amount of revenues um, when it comes to games. And in the sub-Saharan, um, the games um, sector has been um, um, growing exponentially, as we can see in the revenues in, in the slide. 
Then there's also startup activity um, that we can look into. And all of this information comes from um, um, either from Games Industry Africa and Statista, um, New Zoo and, and, and other um, um, information consultants um, around the continent that are looking into the growth of the industry. Um, one needs to look into that and see where is the growth potential and, 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 and what is it that um, we can change and see um, for the future and the survival um, of the games industry and the inclusivity um, of the Africans in the games industry globally. Then um, in terms of uh, cultural or diversity in the games investment in Africa, there are a lot of things that um, we need to look into. One e e being cultural plurali plural plurality. Um, we need to look into, um, for instance, the South African example being um, a country with multiple cultures or, or multicultural country and, and, and how we can um, present that um, as one of um, the key um, factors we, which we can look into when, when we thinking around or rethinking um, investment in the games um, in South Africa or diversity in games. Um, then there are more opportunities, especially around linguistic diversity, linguistic diversity because um, I think there will be money spinner in the future around um, games that um, around um, that speak to local languages. I mean, remember that um, in Nigeria alone, there, there, there's 250 languages that have been spoken. I said in South Africa, there are um, 11 official languages. So from this, uh, we see we can see that there, there could be um, a potential of multiple revenue streams and new business models, um, not necessarily disrupting the existing models, but um, in one way or another, um, adding to the growth of the industry and not only locally, but globally and in the diaspora, meaning that there will be new employment opportunities as we um, look uh, into the growth of the industry um, for future. So um, I can see that um, I'm nearly up um, on time. I'll quickly help us go into um, some of the takeaways that I want us to, 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 to check out. Um, so Africa needs access to gaming technology. Um, young people from townships, um, be it Soweto, Kailicha, um, Lazi, and um, other parts of the continent and the diaspora, um, we need access to gaming technology. Um, so investors must, must check um, um, those factors in mind, must have those in mind. Um, when thinking about investing in Africa. And then um, risk reduction and new opportunities, we need to check um, how to um, uh, maximize um, from the opportunities that um, um, I've mentioned above so that um, there could be um, a minimization of risk. Um, we need to stay away from exploitative practices um, whereby um, startups, uh, startups um, are over are mentored and underfunded. Um, we need to invest in knowledge production. We need more scholarships um, in, in video games um, because there's um, a lot uh, or a diverse set of practices, especially as game scholarship is, is growing by the years. And also, uh, obviously, we need funding. And then we need meaningful diversity programs that are centered around um, humanizing the other um, who has been um, uh, marginalized throughout the games practice. Then we also need um, lobbying and industry support, uh, giving voice to marginalized gamers, developers, and designers, and um, take um, heed to cultural diversity and plurality. And we also, um, on the decision makers side, we need to invest in startup capitals uh, for growth and sustainability. Um, before we get into VCs, um, we need genuine SMME support. I think um, in terms of SWOT analysis um, throughout my presentation, um, I have spoken about um, the strengths and weaknesses and we've seen the opportunities and threats. And um, with that in mind, I can say the African uh, market is a very diverse one um, in terms of um, gender, um, race, um, and other um, intersectionality issues. And um, 
this is where we can see ourselves um, as a diverse um, and inclusive um, industry. And we need uh, more support from the global industry, just as um, um, IndyTrip and, 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 and other sponsors um, have done. And I think I'll, I'll end up there. Thank you. That was excellent. Thank you so much. Uh, did you want to? Uh, did you want to uh, shout out your uh, website or anything, or or any projects you're working on right now? Oh, currently we we're working on on an unannounced IP. Uh, we we won't announce it, but um, you, you you will have to you you will have to um, um, get it during the, um, the pre-sales um, um, time. But we will keep you guys posted. Um, keep out, um, um, just, just keep looking out for, for, for Fish Knife um, Game Lab um, and look out um, for at Lulu Muhapi, um on the social media um, platforms. And we will most definitely keep you um, posted um, on the games, um, on the IPs that we will be developing in the next um, couple of months. Thank you. Fish Knife Game Lab, where did you come up with that name? All right. Uh, <laughs> so is that the first part of the Q&A? Uh, yeah, that's it. We, there's no questions from chat. So, yeah, that's I'm asking you, what, what, where did you come up with that name? Um, yes, um, I, I'm originally from Cape Town. So before um, I came to, 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 to Johannesburg, it was just um, um, a name I came up with, uh, uh, a fish knife is a knife, of course, but it, it, it speaks about being streetwise and being sharp and knowledgeable. Mm. Yeah. Oh, nice. I like it. Yeah. So, so we had a comment here. They yeah. said, this was way back in the beginning of your presentation. So, so yes. far, good questions. I think there are many people interested in the stories and cultures of Africa. So it depends on the investor. I would flip the question and ask, what does African studios need from their investors in order to feel comfortable with handling their IP? That's interesting. Actually, yes. Um, I think I think what we need from investors, um, firstly, then is is an understanding of, of 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 the African cultures, African cultural heritage. Of course, there's so much education um, that needs to be um, put out as as, as 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 part of investment strategies. Remember that um, investors themselves they need to be um, schooled on 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 the markets that they're investing in. So if you're investing in games, say for instance um, games from from Kenya, it, it might be a bit different to the games um, that are from South, South Africa because of cultural nuances and and and, and a lot of um, us is 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 is, is marginalized people in the sector or previously marginalized, um, so to speak, in the sector. Um, there, there, there's cultural um, heritage, there, there, there's um, spirituality, there, there, there are a lot of things that the mainstream um, media narratives haven't looked into or sort of praised um, in terms of storytelling. So um, those are some of the things I wish um, investors could look into because if you look at, uh, at most African studios, um, if you read about most African studios, you find that a lot of them they're trying to 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 to, to rehumanize themselves, to 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 rediscover um, their cultural heritage, or 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 or, 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 or reimagine themselves in a manner um, that hasn't been seen before by the by the mainstream media um, in the mainstream games industry before. So do you think it has to be, it should be a mix of that or that people should just go back to what you're talking about? Uh, I think it should be mixed. I, I don't think that there should be um, a, 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 dico a dichotomous um, I'm thinking around it, whether there's a, there's a good and bad way to say the European way of thinking about games is bad. Obviously, mm -hmm. we've learned a lot um, from, from, from Euro-Western um, media and Euro-Western games throughout the years. And, and we still use um, similar game um, design principles, game mechanics, um, um, aesthetics, and so on. Um, but uh, we need to learn from each other um, through investing in, in, in whether it's mythology um, or different um, 
um, narratives uh, around our heritage and then give voice to that and especially um, voices that, that haven't been heard before. And then what we're seeing now in the industry is that um, a lot of investors, they want to obviously invest some in some in something that um either they've seen before or something similar or something um exotic um i think we we need to move beyond the uh, exotification of africa or exotification of blackness uh, mm -hmm. into creating something a more inclusive you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. no that totally makes sense we have another question here from alina likes cozy on twitch yeah. And they say, how do we get more investors in this space? The market is here and there's so much untapped potential. <laughs> what can Western studios do to support African studios? That's a great question. <laughs> so let's address that first. How do we get more investors in this space? Um, look, uh, first of all, I, I want to say, I want to thank you, Dan, um, and your colleagues. Um, I think... You guys are on the right track. I, I think um, this is an example of, of, of genuine um, support for African studios. Um, we need to hear uh, more stories um, um, from Africa, um, be it games. Um, again, I, I mentioned that they don't they don't need to be hits. Um, I mean, even some of the games um, that are hits now, um, I'm sure like you've had developers who, who, who failed um, 50 times or more. So um, what can Western studios do to support African studios? Um, you guys have started already. Um, there are various initiatives around the continent. Um, last week, um, there was um, Africa Games Week, um, which featured um, various players from around the world, um, government investors. So um, I think, uh, I think, personally, Western studios can help us in, 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 in educating our governments, our respective governments, in terms of investing in, in African studios, because um, there have been lots of accelerators throughout the years, and there hasn't been um, um, tangible results. Um, there hasn't been tangible output in terms of games that, that, that make it to the market. There hasn't been many success stories um, for startups. So um, educating the government, um, one, is key, and also um look at the startups themselves obviously um invest in in skills as well um i know that um it's a very highly competitive um industry but um some of the factors that um that are disadvantaging um, um africans is that um not only the skills um investors um from from euro western they would look for um, things that might, to an extent, seem impossible. For instance, you, you would want um, a team of, 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 of developers who've shipped games before, and then and, and, and what about inexperienced developers? You know what I'm saying? So um, when we create our teams, we also, as entrepreneurs on this side, we want to give um, 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 young people who haven't had a chance to work in the games industry a chance. So um, we want that kind of support. When we are saying we, we are bringing in um, people who have limited skills, we we need that kind of support. And we know that you have um, various initiatives around um, apprenticeships, um, around skills development, um, and so on and so forth. So um, I... I, again, I reiterate uh, that um, you guys are, are on the right path, and and I thank you for that. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much. Thank, <laughs> thank you. you. Do you have any final words? Here, let me bring this off there. Do you have any final words for people out there that are watching or that are going to listen to the podcast after this is over? Oh, yes. Um, be on the lookout for Fish Knife Game Lab. Be on the lookout for games from Fish Knife Game Lab. And do support um, games from Africa and the African diaspora in any way imaginable, whether it's through funding or whether through skills development um, initiatives or whether it's through accelerator programs, um, whether it's through helping us um, speak with our government in understanding um, the potential of games as a um, 21st century medium, as a 21st century employer, um, as a 21st um, century um, um, industry that is set up to, to, to change the world um, into a better place. Thank you.
Yes, that's amazing. Also, I would imagine like some big, if we can have some large content creators playing some games that were made in Africa, just to yes. get that over in the United States and in, in Europe, you know, some content creators playing more and more stuff. There, there needs to be some kind of a connection there. Well, thank you so much. We've got, this is, you're the last one of the day. So thank you so much. And we'll be back tomorrow. Let's see. Let me look and see what time it is. I think it's 8 my time. <laughs> yes, it is 8 a.m. my time, which is central time. So that is 6 a.m. Or wait, no, I'm, I'm backwards. That is, yeah, 6 a.m. Pacific time, 9 a.m. Eastern time. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you so much, Dan. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Indie Game Business. You can learn more about the show and our online business networking events at indiegame.business.